in the past few years, I had like really learned to like, work on walking, inform for walking. And like, I had to relearn how to eat. I had to relearn, even my, I even forgot my middle name. That's how badly hurt I got. This is TBI, Talking Brain Injury from Brain Injury Alliance, Colorado. I'm Phil, your host, a four-time recipient of brain injuries I don't even remember, plus a whole bunch I maybe kind of do remember. This week, I'm talking to Zach Ramirez from Boulder, Colorado. It's been more than five years since Zach fell off the flat irons. They're the iconic stone spires in the Colorado foothills just outside his hometown of Boulder. He's always been a thrill seeker, an adrenaline junkie, a risk taker. And his accident took none of that away. Not exactly. He still takes risks in his own new way. My neighbors have known me my entire life because I grew up in this house. And even when I was learning how to walk again, they were, when I have they see me outside walking around the neighborhood, they're just cheering me on. They're so excited for me. Now, I don't usually get to meet up with the people that I have on the podcast. It's just the way life works. We're always in far corners of the state. But when I learned that Zach and his family have a ski condo up in my neck of the woods, Summit County, Colorado, I told him, hey, give me a shout. Let's go snowboarding. And he did. He gave me a call. So just a couple weeks ago, we met up for a day of riding at Keystone. And I've got to say, I was blown away. Zach makes it all the way down the hill by himself, and he slays it. He's dedicated, motivated, and like his mom said, he will not stop. I was the one that had to call an end to the day because, well, I was starting to get tired. Zach would have gone all day long. It just shows who he is. And for somebody that I honestly never really met before, can't wait to learn more about who Zach is on and off the slopes. I hope this podcast gives you the same little introduction. Special this month, a little end of the year bonus. I've got two episodes to release. Stay tuned for the next one when I talk to a family from California that gives the other side of a story that's very similar to Zach's, the caretaker side. Find it right now on the podcast homepage, TBI, Talking Brain Injury from Brain Injury Alliance, Colorado. It's Phil Lindemann here on the BAC podcast, TBI, Talking Brain Injury, and today I'm joined by Zoom with Zach. Zach, thanks for being here on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Zach, you got to tell me, where is it that you're living at? I'm living at home in Bo- back at home I grew up in in Boulder Colorado all right so you're coming to us from the Boulder area and um what's got you stoked for uh, winter I know you're a big snowboarder oh big very big snowboarder I can't wait for the the slopes <laughs> dude I'm, I'm right there with you it's been a slow start to the season but it will come eventually right yes <laughs> <laughs> um what got you into snowboarding how long have you been snowboarding well when I was younger I switched from I was skiing at first and I switched to snowboarding. I was like, Mom and Dad, I want to snowboard. And so they're like, okay. <laughs> they're both skiers. And so I made the chan- chan- transition in like middle school. And then I just loved I loved snowboarding until this big injury. Oh, well, and I'm right there with you, man, because um, I started as a skier also. And then I went over to the good side and got on a snowboard. Oh, yeah. And yep, the rest of my family, they're still all a bunch of skiers and they give me such a hard time all the time. But I don't care. Snowboarding is a better sport anyway. So that's <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, um, so your parents, do they still get out and ski? Do you still get out and go skiing with them? Yes. All right. Very cool. What's your home mountain? Where do you guys tend to go? Usually we go to Keystone. And like, and now I'm like doing like Breckenridge. My, I have an aunt who goes, who has a place in Vail. It's a very nice place. Like, I just love anywhere. The yeah, the Epic Pass. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I've got that same one. Actually, I was just over at Keystone the other day, and um, they are ready for the season to get rolling. It was a great way to start the season over there. 
you still get out a little bit these days or has yeah. your injury kind of gotten in the way of snowboarding? No, well, you know, it's good. We get years ago. I had a, the Bernanke Lines camping trip in this. I met a snowboard instructor there. He's like, Zach, I'm going to get you into snowboard again. And my parents like, what? And get him. He's an adaptive instructor. Oh, no way. Very cool. And that was at Breckenridge? Yeah. Um, no, first lessons with Keystone, which I actually learned out of snowboard at first. <laughs> oh, very cool. So so bringing it back to the place that you started snowboarding, dude, that's so cool yeah. to go full circle like that. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> so what kind of things did you learn, you know, when he said, we're going to get you back on a snowboard? What was different about, you know, snowboarding before your accident and now snowboarding today after your accident? Well, it's good. Like, everything came back to, like, my, my muscle and muscle memory has kids really kicked in. And before this accident, I was a crazy, insane snowboarder. So hitting the terrain I, park, doing cliffs, trees, all that sort of stuff? Yes, doing flips. All right, getting wild with it, man. Yeah, you told me that uh, when we were talking before getting on the podcast that um, you were kind of an extreme athlete doing all sorts of stuff. Yes, in middle school, I practiced parkour. Like, it's a French martial arts. Like It's like a root body movement. And she taught me gymnastics before that. And so just lots of flips. <laughs> All right, man. So you got that body awareness. Well, and it makes sense that when you got back on a snowboard, muscle memory kind of took over. Like your brain might be a little different, but your body still knows what it's doing. It really, it really kicked it in my It's like, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So we got to talk about your injury then. Tell me what exactly happened to you. Um, when did it happen and where was it? So I was October 16th, 2018. I was, I was hiking with some, some of my college roommates, my sophomore year of CU college, and we were just like hiking at Gregory Canyon Trailhead. And it's a pretty popular hiking trail. And I made a very bad choice. I was, I used to, before this accident, like, so I used to, I was obsessed with extreme sports. I told you that. But I used to free climb. And free climbing, a free solo climbing is climbing with no ropes. And, this this day, I just I saw this 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 formation. And I decided to try. I started climbing. I tried climbing by myself with no one, no ropes, no no safety gear, and I fell very badly. Ooh, how far did you fall? I fell like I fell like twenty feet first, and then rolled forty feet down. So like sixty foot fall in total, estimated. Like pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty dramatic. Seriously. And did you knock yourself out cold? Do you remember anything from what happened afterwards? No. And then this crazy story is like uh, an ER nurse was actually hiking that day, right the trail, and he just instantly assessed me. And it was crazy. Like I was with some of my roommates, and it terrified them. And then their fraternity pledge, she was with us, and he's just like, Aaron was like so surprised, but like I just like had so many people like. It was great people to, like, to be there. I was happy I was with other people, not by myself. I mean, because, yeah, imagine if you were by yourself, it's hard to think of what would have happened. You might not have gotten the help that you needed in time. I was like, to be honest with you, like, I used to free climb, so free solo climb independently. And I had some friends who used to do that with me, but like, it was just them. Like, I, wouldn't, I would have died. Without all these people, I would be, I would be dead. Yeah, thank God for those other people with you. And then just the, the good luck of having an ER nurse that happened to be close enough to, well, get you that professional assessment right away. It is really, it is a very big blessing. Like, 
this is very, very, really, really, really crazy, like very wild story. It, it really is. Well, and then on top of it, you won't. The whole idea of stories, I mean, so many of us with brain injuries, you know, we were knocked out cold. We were there, but we weren't there, right? Because it's not like you can actually remember what happened. So you have to, like, rely on other people telling you what happened. What did your roommates, you know, what what have they told you? Have they told you anything about, you know, that day? Like, what what went on as... They were like... Yeah. They were not expecting... I have really close touch to my roommates. One of my closest friends from college, we became friends, best friends my freshman year. It's just the first time I met her, like, we became friends. And she was with me, and she was just so surprised. Like, and all my roommates were like, so many people like, it's a big story. But I was just so like, what happened? Everyone was like, I'm so still relearning, like, still learning the facts about what happened, like who the people was with. But it's like, it was very crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that you'll still keep hearing stories for a long time to come of that, and and then your recovery. What's what's the first thing you remember? You know, what is the first thing that you can actually recall from after the accident. Well, I I was in the ho- many 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 hospitals, <laughs> and I had a pretty well hospital time. But because all these ho- so many hospitals help me out, like there's so many doctors. But it's like I'm starting to remember, like, and re- relearn everything. Were you able to walk out of the hospital, or did you have to relearn how to walk too? I relearned how to walk. In the past few years, I had to, like relearn to like work on walking informed for walking like i had to relearn how to eat i had to relearn even my i even forgot my middle name that's how badly hurt i got <laughs> what's your middle name ryan all right so you've got the you got the middle name back man that's a big success <laughs> um uh, my name is get a ring zachary ryan ramirez it's got a good ring to it man i like it oh yeah <laughs> um so uh, you really went back to square one to the very beginning, like you said, forgot to walk, forgot how to eat, forgot your middle yeah. name, all these things. And that was, that was 2018. So you're five years into recovery. How do you feel, yeah. you know, today compared to, you know, those first few months in the hospital? Well, like to them, I've had me like doing so many, there's so many, so many opportunities to get to like relearn, to relearn everything. And I like to redo every day. I like to re, every night I like to reflect on what happened to me. In the past, and like every, like every day, I'm just trying to like take it day by day. That's a good way of doing it. Is that something that you came up with on your own, or has that been advice from you know some people helping you with reta- rehab to you know slow it down, take it one day by day? I see uh, many people through rehab, and my dad, my my family, like I just want to like my my family is so supportive to me, and my community has been really there for me. I love to hear it. Yeah, tell me about your family and um, you know how they've been helping you through everything. Well. My family was terrified. Of course, and my parent, my dad became my full time caregiver because, like, he's like, he just want to like do anything he can do for me because, like, his son like got he got this injured and didn't like the thing about like he'd hire someone, but he's like, why not do it himself? But and my mom, Tim, of course, has taken a great help. And my my little sister, my entire family has been like he's very helpful, very supportive. That's great to have a support system around you. It goes so far, doesn't it? And so, like, even like my neighbors who know me my entire life, because I grew up in this house, and even when I was learning how to walk again, they were when I time they see me outside walking around the neighborhood, they're just cheering me on. They're so excited for me. 
That is such a cool story. I love hearing it. So I remember when I had my accident, um, I actually hurt myself on a snowboard. Um, I was snowboarding at Beaver Creek and I ran into a tree doing about 35 miles an hour. Um, Mm -hmm. Broken arm, broke a leg, hit my head, did all that stuff. And as I was recovering, um, I worked at a swimming pool at the time and I had to cancel all my swim lessons, had to, you know, you know, basically quit work for a couple weeks while I was recovering, actually a couple months while I was recovering. And one of the uh, moms that I taught swim lessons for, uh, she would bring me a meal every day. And it was, and I never asked for it. You know, it was just this lady who had heard from the pool that I was injured. And so I wasn't going to be there for swim lessons. And so she tracked down who I was, where I was and how to get me a meal. And yeah, for two weeks, she brought me a meal almost every day. That's very nice. (laughs) Yeah. Like community goes so far when you have a head injury and especially when you're trying to, well, not just recover from a head injury, but recover from the physical injuries you had too. tell me what else happened to your body. I broke my right knee and my right arm so badly. And like, it's like, I've heard like everything. Like, I just like really badly physical injuries. But he's good. I'm overcoming them now. But like, I had so much trouble with like, my right arm. It was such a, such a hard recovery process. It was a metal bar for a while and it got infected. And like, I had like, I had my arm trapped in my chest for like years. Like, couldn't move it at all. Oh man. So you had an external bar that was wrapped around your arm, not just internal like ortho stuff. It was, it was internal. Okay. Got it. Got it. But something happened to it, got infected. Yeah. Uh, So how long were you without the use of your arm? For a few years. (laughs) Man. Like I like, I strapped it to my chest. Like I was trying to protect myself. Like it was, I had had tons of therapies on it and like, so I was so protective of it. So you and I share something in common. I also have a bar in my right arm from when I hit the tree on a snowboard. Um, but I lucked out. I didn't have any complications with infection, luckily. So, so, so what I remember the most from mine was, you know, as I was, um, I didn't have to relearn how to walk, but I definitely was in a, I was in a walking boot for about two and a half months. And so I had crutches yeah. um, uh, just to, you know, keep, the weight off of my foot as much as I could. And so my one crutch on my right hand side, it had a sling in it. So I looked like, you know, I looked like a robot walking around with one arm shoved out in front of me and the other arm down by my side. And then, you know, the the whole right side of my body looked like it belonged to a different person. It was just <laughs> stiff and full of metal. I still have all sorts of metal in my arm and in my leg from where I broke it. But I, I I'm so thankful that I didn't have to deal with infection. Did you ever find out what led to the infection? No. <laughs> there's, I don't hear that because there's so many other parts I'm still learning about. Like, mm. it's pretty, pretty crazy. Like, still, like, like every time, like, we're reading different facts about the surgeries, like, it was pretty intense. Yeah, they had to put you all back together. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Definitely. Well, now talk about the other part of your recovery. So like you said, you had to relearn how to walk and do all the physical things, but you even forgot your own middle name. And then um, like reading and, you know, getting back to communicating with people. What's that been like? I mean, I love this thing. My favorite thing, I had speech, lots of speech therapies in all the hospitals. And my favorite, like, 
at first, like my ones, I'm a very vocal person, very loud guy, very big talker. And so like my favorite thing is for a story is like one of my therapists always had me sing to like work on my vocal like pro- projection. And so like it made me feel really awkward. Which she told me we're gonna become famous on AGT. We will one day. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of stuff was she having you sing? I want to hear an example. You got you got a song for us? <laughs> also, Davis, I did a big speech at the Bridge Alliance, and I sung "I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt." <laughs> the "I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt," "Too Sexy yeah. for My Shirt." Oh, baby, yeah, that song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. We're we're not on video because like. I don't want to, I don't want to injure you like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, no, that's too cool. So, but that was all part of speech therapy was just, just kind of just belt it out, seeing as loud as you can. Yeah. It's like, I really like had so much trouble, like projecting even more like at all. They even had a, at Craig hospital, they had to like, even like x-ray my, see if I can eat again. Like they had to learn how to eat again. It's very intense. <laughs> what? And because you also had damage to your face, you broke a jaw too, right? Or did something? Yes. Yeah. And but I had if like last year I had a, a year of braces. I never had braces, so I had to do braces. I joined the club. <laughs> braces. How'd you feel about the braces? Well, I I I, I told you this like I got I, I chose the color pink because I thought I'd be so manly. Like I think other ladies would be freak out over them, but it was it was is a time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have the braces, or are they gone? No, they're they're finally removed now. I'm very happy with that. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, uh, but well, d- did you get used to the braces after a while, or were they just obnoxious all the time? They're not actually like one day I just ate something very like in the of evening because no, it was kind of hard. I really broke my braces. They like. Get get them fixed. Actually, they like broke them. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure it's nice to have those out of your face and uh, off your teeth. Um, I, yeah. I've been lucky. Uh, my two brothers had braces, but I never, so far, fingers crossed, have never had braces. So I'm hoping to keep it that way. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, well, wanted to go back to speech therapy. So, like you said, you. you you were learning how to, you know, talk all over again. Um, but you sound great. What has been working with speech therapy? Do you still work with a speech therapist or are, are you past that at this point? I'm past with like many therapies now because I've gotten so, I've progressed so much dramatically, which is really good. But now I just love like, even like I love this exercise we did. Now I'm doing learning this thing like, before I have a big conversation like this today. I just sing to myself. I sing to songs on my phone. It's like getting myself red warmed, warmed up. Yeah, that's a good exercise. I do that too because um, my job is uh, I work for a radio station, actually up in Summit County, right next to Keystone. And oh, yeah. yep. And what I do is I'm driving into work in the morning. Is I sing or I just loudly say all the road signs that I pass by. So I'm like. Here we are, exit 205, Silverthorne, coming up on Silverthorne, exit 205. And so that's what I do as I'm heading into work in the morning to warm up my vocal cords and get ready for, well, actually being on the radio. 
Cause, cool. Well, because otherwise, you know, I would um, I would fumble over my words. So one thing that I think I do, Zach, is I never had any speech therapy um, because I just, well, I, I never had to relearn how to talk. But I have noticed that, you know, it gets in the way of my job on occasion. Um, I stumble over words more than I should. Um, I will sometimes, you know, as I'm reading my script, because I have a script that I read that has all my news on it. um, Sometimes I will, you know, be skipping over lines. And it's the sort of thing that I never had trouble with as a kid, or at least I never had trouble with before my, you know, most major injury. Um, I was a pretty good reader. I didn't have any trouble with, you know, mixing up words or mixing up lines. And so that's one thing that I've noticed even in my job that, you know, I've got to put a little bit more attention to detail into what I do so that I, so that everybody on the radio doesn't know that, you know, I'm struggling just to, to read something. Um, and sometimes it gets tough, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I like my job and I would hate to quit it, but I would also, um, you know, have to work, I think a little bit harder than everybody else here to. Well, to, to mask the symptoms of my brain injury, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you understand. What are some times that you've run into that where, um, you know, you've run into people that knew you before your brain injury and after? You know, what's that interaction like? I still do that pretty much daily. Like, I see some of my old friends from college, and they're like, they're really... Like, they're like, they see me in the hospital at my very worst, and their minds are blown. <laughs> and they're just, it, it's crazy to see the recovery that you've gone through? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, it's so, I struggled, I struggled for such a long time. But now, like, I really got my brain is healed so much more, and I can, like, really be myself, be Zach again. I love to hear that, man. I love to hear that. It's been a long road, I'm sure. Four or five years. What are some of the things you're doing today that you just, that you missed the most? Like you got back on a snowboard. What are some other things that you're doing today that you just missed? Well, like, I like, I love, like, I love creating short films because, like, I was a film student when I had this injury and I'm going to maybe return back to school and, like, I just love, like, I just love creating things, writing. I just love, like, making making up stories like i just love that have you been shooting anything do you got anything on film that you've been doing yes i mean i have a youtube channel oh what's the youtube channel it's like zach ramirez on youtube (laughs) all right man we'll have to check it out that's so cool and well and you know like filmmaking um it's not an easy process because not only are you, you know, like you said, writing the scripts maybe or, you know, doing the story. You've also got to know the technical side of things. Um, yeah. How has it been like that? You know, getting back into uh, d- does watching film, you know, give you headaches or, you know, hurt your eyes or anything like that? Or are you able to kind of focus in on uh, on what you're no. doing? It's because I don't know. I don't have any other brain energy fibers have headaches. I do not have any headaches. All right. That's a blessing for all the other things that got hurt, man. At least you don't have the headaches because, well, at least that way you can, you know, get back into doing short films, doing the job. Cool. Now, when you're filming, what sort of things are you drawn to? What kind of short films are you making? I love just like, I love to think about like, like you started out, I mean, you starting to write some scripts first, but like, I used to, I used to always make goofy films in the past, but I like to, I made this film about my snowboarding progression in the Things about how I made a film about my injury recovery. 
you know, these all these programs have helped me get better. I just like telling stories. I've I've done this many times now. Like I told my story and how like is a good way to thank these people. Like Have you had anybody reach out to you about those films? You know, maybe other brain injury survivors who saw it and said hey, that was so inspiring or so cool or or how'd you do that? Yeah, so like I have many other British survivors to Brain Injury Alliance. Um they subscribe to my YouTube channel. Sweet. I love it. Yeah, I've got to go check it out. I didn't know that you had a YouTube channel. That is um that is one of the coolest things that you could keep on doing and, you know, creating what I've heard from so many people that are, you know, professionals uh, when it comes to brain recovery, getting those synapses firing again and recreating those, uh, you know, connections in your brain, being creative, writing, filming, doing all that stuff is so important for it. It just fires the parts of your brain that, um, well, maybe had gone dormant right after your injury. It's very true. I just send you the email me the link to my channel. Yeah, I can't wait, and I'll make sure to I'll throw it up here in the uh, podcast. So if anybody's listening, you can definitely go down to the description and uh, oh, yeah. find Zach's uh, YouTube channel right there and give him a follow. Oh, that's so cool, man! Um, yeah. I, I'm I am a film buff. I love films, but I am no good at making them. I've tried to make a couple, and, and I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice for a filmmaker like me who like just well? You know, if somebody wants to get started making their own short films, telling their own stories, um, you got some advice? Actually, like, I'm in, like, I have to write, a, actually create a timeline to the film you're planning on, like, write down, like, what parts of the film, like, the first part, like, you want, you want to be focused on, just telling, this, telling your story, like, just trying to, like, I used to that out, I get to read back to, like, how, really, like, you know, make, write down, like, exact shots down, like, very fancy like that, like very like very complicated, but like I just like to focus on like I like to think about like what am I gonna what am I gonna use this film for? Like what am I how am I gonna make this? Like what is this even each part you can think about, like the start, the middle, and the end. Got it. So so plan it out before you start shooting. Just don't go out and shoot and hope that a film makes itself. You gotta you gotta do a little planning mm-hmm. before you do that. Yes, definitely do planning. Gotcha, gotcha. Goes a long way. I think it goes a long way with anything, right? <laughs> do a little bit of planning before um, you know you, you jump headfirst into it. Um, now, some other things that uh, you've been up to, like you said, you're all finished with uh, speech therapy, um, but maybe going back to school. Um, come wintertime, you know, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied when you're not up snowboarding? Honestly. Cause my, I got my, I got my a part-time job at my old work. During, currently, when I had my accident, I was working at a wedding venue, and I got, a, I, I did this program called Elevate Support. It's a thrift store, and it helped remind me how to work again. Cause that's Renee's fibers. Told me to go check that out, and that job was really cool, and it really prepared me to go back to my old job. Like crazy work experience. <laughs> Okay, cool. So you're back to work. Great. How many hours a week are you doing? I just do a few hours a week, like, like, like four or five. Like, it was like, you know, it's, I'm having it's it's on break for the the rest of the year because like it's winter, but it was it was just very exciting going back. Was this summer your first summer getting back to work? Yeah, it was last year. It was like my first back to work to this job. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like, no, you know, not only was it great to get back to work and be making some money, but also just to, well, 
get out and about and see some people. I mean, I remember the thing about recovery that sticks out with me in my mind the most was kind of like the cabin fever, you know, being stuck inside, not able to, you know, sometimes even walk to the bathroom. And I just started like going a little crazy because I was like, I need to be out doing something. I got to go get out of this house. Yeah. Did you ever run into that? You know, thinking like, man, I've been recovering for, for months, for years. I've been in these hospitals for too long. I just got to go. I just got to get outside. You know, like, I was, I was really nervous for a while. I was, uh, it was being in my parents' basement. So there, like, I was so nervous to even go upstairs and, like, talk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't go outside and talk to neighbors. I was terrified to do that. I was very shy for a while. Oh, I understand. But then you finally did, and the neighbors were cheering you on. Yeah, like, like, I was progressing, like, all these Brandon Jelani's classes gave me, it reinstilled my confidence. I love it. Yeah, talk about some of the classes that you took. Um, you did, you told me that what there was a poetry class that you were, that you loved. Oh, uh, poetry? Love that one. They got me to write poems for my, my family, my neighbors, like, like, actually, like, even to my friends. Everyone loves the poems because, like, I never thought about go out and write a poem for someone like never I never thought about that just because he got me to do that yeah I'm right there with you man poetry is tough (laughs) and and I definitely don't want anybody else to read it but maybe I should you know take a chance take a chance on it right yeah you should (laughs) well Zach expecting that from you (laughs) yeah I know right okay great well you know maybe by the time here's a promise I can make to you Zach by the time I do the next podcast next month I will have a poem written and I will recite it right here on the podcast. Um, Cause why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. There we go. That, uh, that's going to be a challenge for myself. A month seems like not enough time to write a poem <laughs> or, or at least a good poem, but maybe that's, well, maybe that's not what we need to worry about. Right. Is whether or not it's any good. Just doing it is. Yes. Yeah. Just do the action. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Definitely. Well, Zach, I love your positive mentality, man. I mean, you have been through a very serious injury, a serious recovery, long recovery, but today it feels like, I mean, you're what you wanted to be. You're getting back to the Zach you were. Yeah. Now, and what's... Like, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I think I have some, like, some negative personal aspects and I'm going to talk about, like, it's like a really... It changed a lot in the very positive ways. Tell me about it. Tell me about some of the changes that you've seen in yourself. You know, some ways that you feel like you're better after the accident than before. I'm so focused now. I was like, I was a little kid. I got diagnosed with everyone has ADHD. And pretty, they're like, this kid is so, so physically hyper. And they, I had so much trouble, like, even like, I couldn't like do any focused activities ever. You know, like, I'm just so, I'm so, I just want to do the, the exact thing I want to do. I just want to do it as much as I possibly can. Like, put all my energy into it. Like, I just, like, love my focus. And I just love, it definitely, I, he made me care about other people even more. Just caring. That's very cool. I love it. And, and, and well, and like you said, you know, you, you had a great support system, family and neighbors and friends and, um, it is great to have that support system, but, you know, community means nothing without us, right? We've got to get back to the yeah. community just as much as they give to us. 
Very true. Great. Yeah, I love that, you know, the the silver lining behind injuries because, you know, it's I'm sure you, like me and everybody else that's gone through brain injury, had those dark days when we were thinking like nothing's going to be the same ever again or why did this happen to me or, you know, how how could this have just ruined my life? But it seems like you've gotten to the point where you don't see it as a thing that ruined your life, but as a thing that, well, maybe it's just the next evolution of Zach. I agree. I got a second chance, and really, all I can do is like, I think do. I feel like the only thing I can do is do positive things for myself and for other people. And it's like, it's never. I'm never gonna forget it, but I'm just moving on. I love hearing it, Zach. Hey, well, man, thank you again for making the time to talk and getting on the podcast, and just so inspiring to hear about your journey and and all you've been through, dude. I can't wait to see where you're gonna be two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now. Oh, same. All right. For tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, me too. Right. Tomorrow's got to come first. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Well, uh, one more time, uh, your YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, make sure you go check out. Yeah. Zachary Ramirez on YouTube and go check out some of his uh, short films. I'm going to be doing that as soon as we get off the uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Hey, Zach. Appreciate your making time. Thanks again for being here. And um, if I ever make my way down to the Boulder area, I'll be sure to stop by and say what's up. And maybe if you come up to the mountains, you'll have to give me a shout. We'll go snowboard. Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah, do it. Like I said, I'm right here in the, your neck of the woods, Keystone Breckenridge. Come anytime. Yeah, let's definitely do that. <laughs> All right, Zach. Hey, man, great talking with you. Yeah, thank you for talking to me. <laughs> of course. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's been fun.